Hi, I'm Jess, and us at You Got to Know stand with the Writers Guild of America. All the Guild is asking for is a small 3% of profits, and that studios will not replace them with AI. This is a small demand in the grand scheme of Hollywood. Hollywood would not exist without writers. Hello everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to give what a brief content warning for suicide as we are discussing a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Take care of yourself and I hope you have a lovely day. Bro, you gotta know about this show. There's so much war. There is so much war. But and it... all for nothing? And all for nothing. Literally just because it felt like it. And also all of the war fighting scenes look like... A riot and a daycare. And the whole time that chipper, cheery pop song that ended the last episode is playing through into the credits. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it is appropriate. It, it feels is appropriate. appropriate. This is not, not feel appropriate last time! Last time was a Degrassi moment. This was not a Degrassi <laughs> moment. This was a, okay, this is very, this works. Welcome back to You Got to Know. I'm Bo. I'm Rat. And I just, I, I am so, I'm gonna be honest, I was dissociating through most of this. Well, it's a good thing we have this absolutely terrible summary to keep us pointing in the right direction. Yeah. It really is just like, not even the Cliff Notes version. The Cliff Notes <laughs> version would have been better. This is the IMDb version. Yeah. Which, as we experience through um, a watch through of Tenth Kingdom, mm -hmm. the IMDb summaries are turbo garbage, <laughs> and this one is no exception. Yeah, because like, uh, where does theirs start? <sighs> this one starts with as the war escalates, Mickey oh, and Jessica. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah, no, totally it, overlooks the opening. It completely overlooks like the first fifteen minutes yeah. of the thing. So, as we left off, they were about to run into battle, and they do. And here's the thing: you, I will agree that a lot of it does look like a kindergarten fight, but there's also points where like that's actually pretty good considering the budget and size of the production. Yeah. yeah. There are when there's there are points, and I understand what you mean when you say it looks like a bunch of preschoolers duking it out. Combat moment. Oh my god! It's just bonk. Literally just a bonk here. The wimpiest tackle and roll and flop <laughs> into the grass ever. Like if, that's how my friends tackled each other when we were playing chase yeah. outside of recess. It was a strong opening, though. It was a strong like, opening. It promises war, and it really is like, yeah, we're gonna deliver it, and then it devolves. <laughs> it it really does. It starts out with the baby wars. Yeah, there are many casualties, uh, and it's like throughout it just heavy hitting us with the metaphor as uh, they're like all falling to the ground and it's dramatic and you hear read the like reverbed dialogue of like there's no one to look after nature or 
Whatever. Something, yeah. Something, something to something, that effect. Nobody's looking after the trees, so everything is As burning. everything is just dying. Everything is dying. The world is it's falling apart. The weather's been so wacky. so dramatic. It really is. Big drama. Big drama. <laughs> it kind of feels like those pretend battles we would do at recess. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Complete with the, um... It has, like... Ineffectual fighting. Yeah, it has that, like, high drama, low stakes. The high drama, low stakes, <laughs> pretend games. I love it. It, it really, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good fun. It's a delight. It is a delight. I, th- I think that is the best way to summarize um, Hallmark Fantasy, is it's just delightful. Mm-hmm. There are is a whole lot that's gonna make you second guess why you watched it every once in a while, like, the loaded misogyny in the first half of this series. Oh, yeah. Second half, it's, like, it's still not great. Still not great, but it's but, better. But there's, like, some genuine moments between Jessica and, uh, Kathleen. Yeah. And it's just delightful. hmm Also, the Queen and, um... What's her face? I'm, I am blanking on everyone's names. You have IMDb. You can look at the cast. Um, can I? I don't know how to. Do you recognize these rising stars? No, I don't recognize anyone ever. Here, let me see. I don't. Oh wait. Oh wait, Mary. Mary. I Mary. think that's her name. Yeah, the wife of the head leprechaun, yes. the one leading the battle. Yes. There's, like, some genuinely sweet moments between her and the queen and some great moments with, like, Jessica and Kathleen. And just Just the sweetest friendships. Just really nice friendships between these ladies who are just making jokes about their husbands. (laughs) And again, there is also a, I guess I'll go rescue my wife. Oh, yeah. Because this is still in the era of I I hate my wife comedy. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in the Everybody Hates Raymond. Yeah. Was that what that was called? It's it's Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. I was thinking of Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> what? I'm looking at this round green thing. What is this? Foil ball. Oh. From when mom emptied out the candy that no one was eating from her candy bowl ah. and it included a lot of foil wrapped chocolates Ooh, fun yeah so i ate them smallest to biggest to autism autism <laughs> i had autism a big moment. autism moment when <laughs> this whole podcast is an autism moment it but anyways we're doing this um... because you had a particularly big <laughs> autism moment this is a Category 5 autism moment that we are sitting through right now. Anyway, continue. But I had a big autism moment because right now I'm querying, um, I'm querying my first book. It's not the first book I've written, but, like, it's the first I've queried. And I now have, like, two months of stats on, like, yeah, roughly two months of stats on, um, response times. And after doing some math and averaging, um, I'd say I it's a category so three autism moment, but I it's still pretty severe. Um, I found that 
agents were taking an average of uh, 19 days to reject um, my uh, query, but Mm -hmm. with the volume of queries I was sending out, I was getting a rejection roughly every 8 to 11 days. You did the math about it because you were bored. Yes. That's what John's been doing in the time between our D&D sessions, except he's been doing it with D&D instead, and it's oh, it's very scary to hear yeah. him just going off about things that I'm not sure whether they'll be relevant to us or not, because he also watches D&D content on YouTube constantly, yeah. and it's very scary always being in the same room as the DM while he's rotating things in his mind. It has to be so much fun to be dating the DM. It is fun. I get to hear his opinions about all of his characters and our characters and all that good stuff. Mm, I have to level up Daegwyn. I don't know which class I'm gonna level her up in. I have to level up Ruby, which means Mm. that I have to figure out how to level up Ruby. I still have no idea what I'm even doing in the sheet department Mm -hmm. because I... The first campaign that I played was with you, and you made my sheet for me, basically. And then John made Thistle's sheet for me, basically, and I... I, like, half put together Ruby's sheet, but I had a lot of help with it. Mm-hmm. I very much do not know what I am doing. Yeah. I am f***ing around and finding out. Let's get back on track. Back on track. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Where are we now? <laughs> um, we are at the part where the war is happening, but also there's a lot happening around it. Oh, yeah. Once the war begins, they get, um... Jack is his name? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what's his face? The the leader of the leprechauns is like, hey, you're having relationship issues, buddy. How about you teach my guys how to walk in a straight line for more than (laughs) six feet, and I'll help you with with, uh, your problems with your lady. And it kind of, it really does not go that way. Yeah. It we have another moment where uh, Kathleen's brothers show oh, up yeah. to come kick the shit out of Jack again because mm-hmm. she's mad that he didn't tell her why he was there in the first place. Rightfully so, because, oh, we missed oh, yeah, the fact we missed that, that at part. the very beginning, because the last episode ended, not only did it end on the cliffhanger of the war, but it ended on the cliffhanger of, why are you eating seaweed? This is a podcast. ASMR. Because <laughs> not only did the, the episode end on the war, but it ended on the cliffhanger of, is Jack going back to America? Which he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. But here's the thing. When the train goes away, Kathleen is on the other side of the tracks with her like suitcase because she was going to go with him. But didn't. <laughs> but he decided to stay and help. And then she found out why he was there. And she was very Ooh. pissed about it. Ooh. Which, she, I'd be pissed too yes. if I found out that this dude from some random country across the ocean came to do land development. Yeah. He, specifically, he is there to acquire summer homes for Americans. Yeah. So they can live their dreams. Live their dreams. Live their dreams. Live their dreams. Live your bliss. (laughs) And 
Joseph Campbell. She is mad, rightfully so. And yep. so, um, Seamus is like, hey, if you train my guys, because you went t- t- to basic training, which is better than my guys have been through. <laughs> yeah. I'll help you with Kathleen. And then Kathleen's <clears throat> brothers show up to kick <laughs> Jack's butt because she's mad. Yeah. And he introduces them to the leprechauns and in an absolutely unpredictable, unheard of, never before seen move, uh, Seamus gets these dudes to run around in a field looking for gold. Because of course. Because of course. Of course. Just to keep them busy. After these dudes did actually manage to train the leprechaun. Yeah. Uh, the leprechaun army to walk in a straight line for more than six feet. <laughs> and then while that's going on, they're also trying to figure out how to stop the war and stop nature from falling apart. Yeah. And all that good stuff. There is quite a lot of stuff happening. Um, the summary is actually... Oh, yeah. Then, of course, we have to get on to Mickey and Jessica. Yes. Because Mickey manages to find Jessica at... The Ocean Palace. And Atlantis. And... (laughs) And they escape. It is the cutest escape, because literally, it's just the nursemaid just chatting to herself. Just going off while Mickey shows up, and he and Jessica sneak out of the room, and she's right behind... And they're right behind her... She's just mm-hmm. going off about yep. something that she was telling her just, first husband. Her first husband. She's going off about her first husband yeah. as they scamper away out of the room. Yeah, she doesn't even notice. Nope. Or maybe she does notice, and she just is letting them go. I don't yeah. know. I kind of got who the impression knows? that it might have been on purpose. Yeah. But like, who knows? I don't think she'll ever tell. Yeah. But yeah. Either way. Either way, they escape in a very entertaining escape scene. It's great. It is great. And they go to a swamp. Yes. Um, they I, go to the Butter Fairies. The Butter Fairies. I didn't even know they were called the Butter Fairies. Yes. I just thought they really I believe, liked butter. I believe he's Mickey's uncle, he said? I don't know. I think he called him uncle. Maybe? I don't remember. Either way... They go there um, seeking protection from the trooping fairies. Problem is... The trooping fairies came to bribe the butter fairies with butter. Yes. Good butter, too. Good butter. So, of course, he gives them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gives them up real easy. And they have to bail. Where do they go after that? Do they head back? Here's the thing. Um, I think that was when... I was making lunch. I think that's uh, when they meet up with Kathleen and Jack to go meet the Grand Banshee. Oh, yeah. They head to... Yeah, does it say in that? No, it does not. It. We haven't even made it to the part where the summary is actually, like... There is so much of that completely wow. missing. Yeah. yeah! It's basically just like the last 20 minutes of the movie Damn. in the summary. Yeah, so <laughs> the Grand Banshee at uh, the... <laughs> It's at, like, the top of a mountain that they have to get through, and the entire time they are climbing it, 
It is just that Jessica interrogating Jack about what's happened mm-hmm. and completely taking Kathleen's side yeah. on it. And was I mistaken or did Mickey just completely sit that one out? He was just there. Yeah. I don't think he said a single thing on the topic, which smart move. Yeah. That was the move to do. That was the move. Yeah. And there's a lot of, oh, we almost fell off the cliff and died. And yeah. Once they make it to the top, there's this fire like fire, elemental. Yeah, it's like a little fire this elemental that pops he's, up. He's blocking the path to get to this little nook. That that only leprechauns and fairies mm-hmm. can fit in. And Jack yeah. manages to get this guy to leave the door vulnerable by just talking this fire elemental. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, you're not that big. And yeah. fire elemental makes himself bigger and yeah. taller. Until the gap between his legs from his feet being so big mm-hmm. is enough that they can just run between his legs yep. to get to the door. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny. And considering that this is a fairy tale, it's very on brand. Oh, yeah. It is very clever. It is very clever. And so what Jessica and Mickey go in and talk to the concierge. But as they're going in, Mm -hmm. the fire elemental gets mad and there's an explosion scene. It's delightfully bad CGI. It is delightfully bad fire explosion. I love that kind of fire explosion effect. It's the cool guys don't look at explosions kind of moment. It reminds me of, like, the charmed demon balls. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually, and then I'll understand that reference. But... Anyways. Anyways. They make it to the underground hotel? Yes. It is. It's a little fairy hotel under the hill, and they go up to the concierges to ask for an appointment to see, um... Or they don't ask for an appointment. They just ask if they can see the Grand Banshee, to which mm-hmm. they're like, hey, do you have an appointment? And they're like, no. And so they're like, oh, okay, well, you gotta get an appointment. To which, of course, they correctly guess they have to talk to the Grand Banshee to get an appointment. <laughs> it's cyclical yeah. to keep them from getting what they want. But Jessica says please, so they're just like, oh, would you look at that? We just had a cancellation. You can head on in right now. And it is so sweet. It is very cute and wholesome. Oh my god. (laughs) What the f*** do you want, my child? Oh, you're hungry. (laughs) I love the way you talk to your Tamagotchis. Sometimes they deserve it. Especially because I keep trying to get them to like each other, but they kept sending each other turds. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not very poggers of them. Not a pro-gamer move in the slightest. Nope. The Grand Banshee basically, like, shows them that the the tree representing Mother Nature has turned all red and leafy and the leaves are all falling and she tells them that once the last leaf falls, the world will be doomed and Mother Nature will be dead or whatever. I can't remember exactly what she said. Yeah. But she shows them the tree. And then apparently now they can just see the image of the tree and the reflections of water when they couldn't before. It's like, did you really just have to go all the way there just to be able to see that? Well, they needed direction. They needed direction, but at the same time, like, now they're just looking into any random puddle (laughs) in the road and seeing a picture of the Mother Nature tree. Yep. So, of course. The tree is dying. The weather is 
Everything is happening. Everything happens so much. The weather is janky. Yeah. The world is falling apart. The crops are dying. The villages are burning. Yeah. There's a tornado at one point. Yeah, didn't Jack get sucked up into he got the sucked tornado? Up into, he got sucked up into the tornado, but the uh, the Grand Banshee gets him out of the tornado because she's like, you, you might be able to fix this. Yep. So I'll save you from getting splattered into the dirt by the tornado. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so hard to remember the order of events, even though we just watched this, because so much is happening So much is once. happening, and the summary leaves <laughs> out literally half of it. Yeah. Because then, at some point, they leave there and end up seeing how the war is going, and it's like they're still fighting. <clears throat> how do they see how the war is going? I don't remember. Do they go there actually, or do they just see from like a far off hill or whatever? I think they're watching from a hill, but they see that and it's like, oh, this is all because of us because we fell in love. So they go to this uh, tree that is full of evil things, as Jessica says, and apparently there is a story that that uh, any lovers that. Uh, lay under or that lean against this tree together will fall out of love so they do it just try and stop the war and something is definitely happening yeah there's a lot of very very visible magic effects Mm -hmm. to imply that something Mm -hmm. is happening yep but then afterwards they're just like how do you feel all right okay how do i feel all right how do you feel about me how would you feel if I kissed you? Right, I guess. How would you feel if yeah. I kissed you? And then they just start full on making out. Like, yeah. it did nothing. No. Nothing happened. And I love that this is just a totally, like, th- this didn't need to happen. This it didn't is need ultimately, to happen, but it did. like, ultimately, this is nothing. Yeah, there's no reason for this to be in, like, this tree, like, the whole tree scene but is, uh, itself. But at the same time, like,. That was very it's funny. It's kind of cute. It was cute and funny. But, like, it's such whiplash, too. It really is. And it's like, there's no mention of this tree before. No mention of it after. It's literally just a five-minute, like, it's a coffee yeah. break. And it then feels of like course, a coffee break. Yeah. And then, of course, they check on the tree again after, and it's, like, about to die. So what's the next logical thing? Let's pretend to kill ourselves. <laughs> Let's fake our deaths. Yeah. So, of course, actually, I'm pretty sure that happens after um, they talk to the butter fairies again. They go back to the butter fairies yeah. to get the poison. Yes. Uh, they go there for advisement and are like, hey, here's some good English butter. <laughs> It's Let's like, great, this, this is better than anything else. Here's your poison, here's your antidote. And then they catch up with Randy Quaid and Actually, Kathleen. Actually, he's the one who gave them the idea to uh, oh, fake yeah. their death. Because they, they have to do something dramatic. They have to do something dramatic, yes. So he's like, fake your death. Kill yourself. <laughs> K-Y-S. <laughs> the butter fairy for real. Kill yourself. <laughs> After they get the poison, the gang mm. decides that they have to set up the yeah. whole um, 
means for actually yeah. pretending to take the poison. Yeah. Oh, this well, this is the best part. Maybe you should tell it because I don't remember the details very well. They obtain poison from the butter fairies and threaten to take it if their parents won't stop the war. They get the message out. They can't yeah. say it directly because they don't want to be found yet. Yeah. So Jack tells uh, Seamus. Yeah. And who tells the fairy queen? I believe Seamus uh, tells them when they're on the battlefield and they don't believe them. Isn't that what happens? I think... I think they do believe them, but it says here, um, their parents took them seriously, but were oh, unable yeah. to make peace, so they yeah. they believe that they are going to KYS themselves <laughs> if they don't stop the fighting, but they can't come to an agreement to stop mm-hmm. the fighting, mm-hmm. so they take the poison, and Kathleen... Also, by the way, um, Kathleen and Jack are just there. Oh, yeah, they're, well, they're she's, assisting. She's not there yet. She's off in the distance, off, yeah. like, out of sight. But Jack is literally just there, yeah. standing in a sea of leprechauns and fairies. Yep. And it's really funny. He's just like, I'm just here as, like, an arbitrator. Yeah. And the fairies are just like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> it's delightful. It is delightful, especially because he's twice as tall as everybody yeah. else, and he's just he's just there being- Like, everyone comes up to their knee. Literally, at most, and he's yeah. just there, being tall and not being mm-hmm. involved, but- And, like, oh my god, the speech that he delivers. It's actually good. <laughs> yeah! It's good. It's a good speech. His delivery is- but very stoic. Was that delivered before or after they... It was after they took it and okay. uh, their bodies were brought. Yeah, when they decide to take the poison, Kathleen, who is off in the hills nearby, starts shouting, Come quick, come quick, and the leprechauns and fairies come to collect their poisoned bodies even though like who is this random lady the leprechauns knew of her but the fairies didn't and they responded anyways but they bring their bodies in and everybody is like oh no our children are dead (laughs) and then jack delivers his speech but as kathleen Mm -hmm. is Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for a little bit of context, we forgot the part where the fairies sent one of their, um... What even is this guy? Like, he's part of the war effort, but, like, not a very important one. They send him to go make a tunnel, basically. They're just like, you go dig your tunnel. Yeah, oh, yeah, that weird subplot. That weird subplot where he's like, I'm gonna dig I totally forgot about the tunnel! I forgot about the tunnel, too! just now because but also it becomes it's so relevant. nothing it's like it, it it becomes relevant but it's also just so nothing it's so nothing it literally is just a this guy kind of sucks let's just tell him to go sit in the hole for a while yeah and like he pops up what i believe after they're dead yeah and so they're just like no you dude yeah um <laughs> but so when Kathleen, who's on a, um, she's, uh, she's on a carriage with a yeah. horse, um, 
as she's heading over with the antidote, the horse steps into this the tunnel, which caves in, mm-hmm. which they did literally joke about it caving in yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, it caves in, the horse of the carriage fall, and the bottle with the antidote shatters on the rocks. And in its, like, glossy visage, Kathleen can see the images of what Jessica and Mickey Fading turning to glitter. Fading glitter. <clears throat> and their bodies start to disappear. Mm-hmm. And as their bodies are disappearing... The leprechauns and the fairies decide to make peace, and they shake on it. Yeah. Oh, at what point does Jax run and hit his head and kill himself in the- Um- In the- It was after the, um, it was- He was running to try and catch the antidote. Oh, yeah. He saw her fall, and he was running to try to catch the antidote, but he also fell into the tunnel, which was crumbling. And And he hits his head on a rock. He hits his head on a rock, (laughs) and (laughs) Kathleen thinks he's dead. Yeah. And after all of this- so dramatic. After, like, the bodies of Jessica and Mickey are fading away into glitter, there's only half of them left. the Grand Banshee appears. Grand Banshee appears. Whoopi Goldberg in all her glory. In all her glory, she appears, and Kathleen is just like, please, you've got to bring him back to life over Jack's dead body. And she's just like- I can't do that because he's not dead. He's just bonked his skull. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And then he wakes up. Yeah. It's fine. It, it's so, oh my god. And then, after Jack wakes up, all of the bodies of yes! all of the dead fairies and leprechauns manifest back into reality. Because apparently she could just bring them back this whole time. Yeah, and they're like, why didn't you do that the whole time? And she literally says, then it wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. It's like, jeez, have a sense of drama. Like, like let a little suspense hang. <laughs> About your dead friends and family. Like, was, everyone's back. Everyone is back. There were no consequences. But yeah. now there's peace. Yeah. So yippee. Woo. Yippee. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, but of course, uh when Jack and Kathleen go back to the house, the brothers are pissed because they've been left digging around the, the field for hours <laughs> and they haven't found any gold and they're going to rush Seamus mm-hmm. until he's like, "Hey, you guys didn't look there. In that one particular spot in the field that's yeah. sparkling now. It wasn't yeah. before. Yeah. And then he dips. And you know what they find? Oil. Oil. And here's the thing. I thought this was supposed to be an environmentalist message. Why are they ending it with them? Striking black striking. gold. Yeah. My God. And thus imply, with the way that it ends, it implies that they're going to start fracking and just making the big bucks off all of this oil yeah. on their land. But I thought this was supposed to be an environmentalist message you were not the only one that's the vibe that i got too until they're like yippee we found oil i guess what do you mean yippee i guess it's just an anti-war story i guess the environmental it's an anti-war and (laughs) anti-american summer home story and that's it anti-real estate (laughs) but but fracking 
That's a-okay, bucko. You go for it. <laughs> the world is burning, children. And there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, God. Okay. But it ends with the wedding of Mickey and Jessica. Yes. They turned the saturation up so they high They turned for up this. the saturation, and I swear to God, they put, like... Like, they put so many filters over yeah. everything. The yeah. lighting is yeah. magical. It's it looks so pretty. It looks oh my like, god. It looks like all of those, like, really super saturated, really JPEG artifacted, yeah. like, weird core yeah. pictures of playgrounds and mm-hmm. stuff. It's so pretty, though. It is so pretty. The sky is gorgeous. Princess Jessica's uh, wedding dress reminds me of Princess Serenity. Yes. It very much... It had that vibe. Yeah. It's... Gorgeous, though. It is gorgeous. Everything oh my god! Everything is gorgeous. Is. Yeah, like it's just—it's so nice. And what's so cute about this wedding, besides the fact that everyone's there and everyone's all chummy, all is of that, the elves or elves, yeah. fairies, and leprechauns are yeah. dancing together. And Jack and uh, Kathleen are sitting on the hillside watching from afar. Mm -hmm. But also, Kathleen is wearing a white dress that kind of looks like a casual wedding dress. Yeah, it really did. So I I feel like they're implying they just got I think I don't know actually, what's going on. on. Or didn't he propose at the end of it? In the end, Mickey and Jessica marry. Jack and Kathleen are reconciled, and their long-lasting war is finally over. Doesn't specify okay. whether they get because married it, or not, but because I swear to God, that looks like a wedding dress. It does. They're dressed like they're getting married too. Yeah. And uh, I love the way that this scene ends <clears throat> oh, yeah. with one by one all of the couples oh. of friends and lovers that have formed with this like the end of the war yeah like there's um what's her face uh Seamus's wife and yeah, the queen Mary. Mary and the queen are sitting there chatting and they disappear in a puff of glitter slowly <clears throat> all the couples start vanishing in puffs of glitter after mm-hmm. a little wave and nod and all that's left at the very end is Jessica and Mickey dancing. And they yeah. look up at Jack and Kathleen and they wave. And then they disappear. And then yeah. it's just Jack and Kathleen sitting on a hill with purple and orange heavy dark clouds yeah. in the background. And the soft, like, sunset lighting. Yep. It's so pretty. <clears throat> and the whole time, that chipper, cheery pop song that ended the last episode is playing through into the credits. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it is appropriate. It, it feels is appropriate. appropriate. This is Did not... not a... feel appropriate last time! Last time was a Degrassi moment. This was not a Degrassi <laughs> moment. This was a, okay, this is very... This works. This is not... A, why did you decide to play the end credits song on this episode yeah. moment? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh. I'm glad that we have a term for it now. Yes. It's a Degrassi. It's a Degrassi moment. Let me pull up my notes, see if there's anything else. If there is, it's probably gotten lost in the sea of random events that aren't really very well connected, like, yeah. you know, the whole tree <laughs> thing and the tunnel thing. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot that I feel like was left in because they had to make a time quota. Yeah. Where, like, there was probably scenes setting up and paying off either of those subplots yeah. before that got cut, and then it got to a point where, like, well, we might as well cut all this, too. 
oh, it has to be this length. Oh. Why don't we just cut yeah. half of it instead of cutting all of it? Because who cares if it makes sense? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Actually, I should look and see if, what, there's a, like, making of or behind-the-scenes documentary, because I know there's Ooh. one for Tenth Kingdom. Ooh. Maybe there is. Time to do a little searching. Internet powers. Yes. <laughs> That's the sound of me typing. It's actually just the sound of me tapping my nails, which I actually have for once. Nice. On Bo's table, because I can do that now. Oh, my leg is asleep. ASMR. Little rat. <laughs> Little rat sounds. Oh, rat. <laughs> oh, my God. Big shout out to Kiernan Culkin's that wedding outfit. I would wear that in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. It looked so good. It was I, very it's, gender. It, it's very doctor. <laughs> wow. I love that era of menswear. It's this very specific genre. It's, it is very, very gender. I love it. It's very poggers. <laughs> <laughs> I need to actually cosplay me as a doctor. You really do. I have a closet cosplay, but I need, like, the yeah. proper outfit. Oh, yeah. Can we just talk about that one scene where Jack sticks his head into the <laughs> leprechaun <gasps> tent? Oh and the CGI God. is so weird. It looks the like blue screen. It looks like that TikTok filter that cuts the background out of things. Yeah. It's about that level of seamless. Yeah. Which yeah. is it's not seamless. Yeah. It is weird and off putting. Cause the lighting here's the thing. If they had gotten the lighting for Jack for Randy Quaid better, Jack, mm -hmm. Randy Quaid. Yeah. I don't know. There. You're yes. the one who knows these things, not me. I'm trying. You're doing your best. <laughs> I but believe if, in you. But if they had gotten the lighting for him better, it would have... Even the bad, like, green screen, blue screen, whatever, yeah. would have looked better. Yeah. He is it was overlit like, for it was, being in a tent. It was like when you Photoshop something in, but you don't adjust the lighting on yeah. the object you added, yeah. so it's like, what is this... The, it literally does not... She doesn't so go here. Yeah. He did not go there. Yeah. He doesn't even go here. He doesn't even go here. Oh my god. And it, it really shows. Also the... Where was... Oh yeah, the frogs. Oh my oh, god. The frogs yeah, the, the butter frog. Okay, in the butter fairy... I think it was the frogs. All I remember was looking up and mid-transformation, these creatures were crouching in the swamp and they had masks that were vaguely frog looking but they were in little suits and <laughs> they just suits. appeared mid-transformation and i think they were frogs before Who i don't knows? know but like though i i have beef with how this show has done oh. frogs in the first the first half the frogs looked so it was like the kind of CGI frog that is both stiff and really yeah. jiggly at the same time. I don't like that. It, it, I didn't either. I saw it <laughs> and it made my skin crawl. <sighs> but these ones, they look mm -hmm. like they're made of plastic with just like yeah. one stretchy rubber bit in their throat to make it look like mm -mm. they're an actual living frog. When the rest yeah. of it like is holding perfectly still, it looks like yeah. a toy yeah. with one moving part. Yeah. 
as its feature. It's, That's what it's they look creepy. Like. It's uncanny. It is really creepy and uncanny, especially because the rest of the swamp is actually done really well. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty. It's just the frogs that look weird. All the other effects. I All of the set design is gorgeous. I couldn't pick out a single thing in the swamp that yeah. looked weird or like ill-fitting, except for the weird plastic frogs. Yeah. It seems like it, whoever oh whoever was in charge of the frogs just like. <laughs> They had a really bad hangover the day they came in to do the frogs. Oh and my it god. shows. Yeah, it's just oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> Were the frogs um the the frog creatures I actually wasn't looking at the screen when you saw those because I was busy drawing oh furries god. on my phone. Um <laughs> Were the creatures that the frogs turned into the same creatures that were at the leprechaun camp manning the spotlights? I did not see those. I was not looking at the screen at that moment. (laughs) The leprechaun camp spotlight boys were covered in these little spikes. No, it wasn't them. Okay, so so those guys were just there. Yeah, they were specific to the swamp. They looked like somewhere between like, like... A troll and a goblin, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I think just because they were small, they mm-hmm. looked more like a goblin, and they were green. Yeah. But I, I completely missed where the guy, those guys came from. They were just there with the spotlights around the, the uh, leprechaun camp. Yeah, they were probably some other kind of uh, fairy. Yeah, but they I had a lot of different they... ones in the hovels. They did, but I want to know what they were now. I might have to <laughs> Google it because they looked neat. Yeah, we need they to were... see if there's any behind the scenes. Yeah, they were just like little goblins covered with thorns for some reason. Yeah, maybe anyone they were some knows. kind of plant fairy or if, something. Yeah, if anyone has any idea, hit us up, please. I want to know. Yeah, I got to know. Oh my god. Ah! But yeah, I really want to find a behind the scenes mm-hmm. thing so we can find out if there's anything, anything. I would love it. Maybe this thing has, like, an entry on, like, Wikipedia or something. It does. a list of creatures. Uh, it does, and I don't believe there's a list of creatures. Wah! 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 This is what happens when you don't give us any direction. We get real stupid real fast. We're gonna get real weird with it. We say silly. Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to open up the fun facts. Let's open the fun facts. Are they fun or are they cringe? Let's find out. (laughs) Here's a little bit of extra rat ASMR. Oh, that's not a fun fact. What? Oh, no, I was right, wasn't I? What is it? This is horrible to find out in these times. What? The majority of the cast were stuck with a virus and had to take a couple weeks off filming. Oh, no. That's not what I want to hear. Oh, no. I'll open up goofs. Open up goofs. Yeah, let's find some actual fun facts. Um, that's not, that's nothing. I should make an ASMR channel. That's just me being really annoying around a mic. There's gotta be an audience for that. (laughs) (laughs) There's not really anything. There are no fun facts. No fun facts. Just facts. 
Like, oh, hey, you know that thing you guys are going through right now? Well, guess what? Ugh. Yeah, there's not really oh anything. Oh, my God. Her tail is so fluffy. I know. She looks like a raccoon. She is built like a big bean. A big bean! <laughs> You're shaped like a big bean. A big, a big bean! <laughs> oh my god! I love that dude. It's so great. <laughs> we're not even allowed to make eye contact if we're not talking, because then we just start laughing. I. I'm so glad I gave you an intro to Star Trek before we got to this series. Yeah. So that you knew the significance of what called Meany and Whoopi Goldberg being there. Yeah. Not Orla Brady yet, but that's just because, like, Picard is not the kind of show you can just go into with Star Trek. It is, it is lore dependent. I gotta work there. I gotta work, work for it. Work we, to get there. Yeah. We have to, at this point, as far as I know, uh, you would have to watch uh, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager to Which is fully get it. a lot of content. <laughs> I mean, that's make... like the core classic. It's a lot of content to make me watch when we're already watching so much content. Yeah. That's why we're saving Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> For later. We... Later. When we're not also watching Xena. Yeah. And, um, what we were watching. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah, we're watching the new Quantum Leap. We're watching the new Quantum it's Leap. It's so good. And. I'm so excited for season two. Yeah. What was the other one we were watching? Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. yes. Yeah. We, were, we started watching, like, well, we started watching Xena forever ago, but. Yeah. We just now started watching both Quantum Leap and Dukes of Hazard yeah. on the same just day. Just for fun. Just for shits and giggles. And. Yeah. The new Quantum Leap is so good. It's oh really my God. good. It makes me want to watch TV again. Oh, Mason Alexander Park. It also, for some reason, makes me want to watch House. But that may just be because I actually watched a bit of House before. <laughs> and also Parks the, and Rec. Aesthetically, I can kind of get the vibe. Yeah. I want to watch normal TV. Yeah. Just like, just stuff that yeah. would have been on after school when we had cable. Well, it's realistically, it's uh, all gonna be out probably by the time this episode is. Death. But we have uh, a lot of our usual shows coming up for new seasons. What we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. And our flag means death. Oh no, I'm not ready for that. Oh. <laughs> you want to do a rewatch? I don't think my heart can handle a rewatch, even though it's been like what a year. Yeah, it's been over a year now. Oh my god. Yeah. Where? Engage the Shinji position. Engage Shinji position. Oh, I have to show you a TikTok. I do remember why I don't watch TV. And it's mm -hmm. because I get distressed when the Blorbos are in distress. Yeah. And Our Flag Means Death is a show where the Blorbos are always Here's in distress. Thing. Here's the thing. You know they're going to resolve this uh, within an episode. Yeah, but like... They're not going to... Like, stress the angst on us like that. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Next time on You Got to Know. 
I cannot describe how excited I am that you like Xena. I am so into it. You, you are not the first person in my life who's tried to get me to watch Xena. My mom tried to get me to watch Xena, but like... Most of the shows that I've, what, tried to get you into... The problem is you've that, been like... before. Yeah. The problem is that, like, in order for me to actually, like, watch something, you have to, like, strap me to the chair and tape my eyes <laughs> open to get me to watch it. I will look clockwork orange to you through all of my favorite shows, my dude. Good. Maybe that is what actually, this podcast is. Maybe then I'll actually consume some media. <laughs> Thank you for listening to You Got to Know. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Music by Kevin McLeod.